0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Reconciliation Conversation podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by. If you'd like to watch this conversation, please go to the YouTube channel, No More Night Media. That's No More Night Media. Thanks again for listening. Well, welcome to another edition
1: of the Reconciliation Conversation podcast. We want this to be a space where we can expose hate, encourage love, equip for healthy reconciliation, and emphasize unity so that all people can know their value together as one. My name is Derek Delane, and I'm here with a brother who is cooler than the other side of the pillow, Jason Dukes. <laughs>
0: What's up, man? <laughs> are you I here? love it, man. I love it. I love it. One, <laughs> one, one of these days, I'm hoping that you'll just say, "Hit the drummer get wicked or something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> like like used to say did, man. <laughs> now, I've, I've never tomahawk down the lane or anything but I you know I could yeah. you, you might could at least
1: uh you might could at least do that yeah. Listen, I'm a I'm a I'ma throw you one one day. We'll see. We'll
2: see what we can happen. <laughs> Hit him with a uh, line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm excited about our conversation today, man. Our, our next guest on the recon combo is actually speaking of Tomahawks, Hawks, who's a, who's a former <laughs> Hawkeye <laughs> from the University <laughs> of Iowa by <laughs> uh, way of Kansas City, Missouri.
2: He's yeah, yeah. actually
1: one of the, the the tallest friends that
2: I have. What you standing <laughs> at what, 6'7", Six seven, six eight, six, seven, at, six, eight man. Eight, man. Look at six that, eight, six with shoes on. You gotta give me at least six another inch or two. <laughs> <laughs> you know you got that. <laughs> You
1: know you know how the basketball players do. I see. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so he and his wife Trisha they actually just celebrated seven years of marriage, right? Yes, sir. Uh, yep. yes They sir. have uh, three little girls and another baby on the way.
0: Yeah, uh, we're
1: excited uh, about that yeah. for them. Uh, he's on staff at Cornerstone Church in Ames, Iowa. Hmm. The co-founder of We Are Ambassadors, which is biblically informed Christian coalition that engages issues of religion, race, justice, and culture in ways hmm. that pursue reconciliation. Ladies and gentlemen, my little big bro, Jared Cole, welcome to the show, my
2: guy. <laughs> you, doing? you like yeah, that, yeah, right? Hey. How, how you doing, man? You good? I love it, man. Yeah, I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys for having me, man. Really looking forward to this conversation, so.
1: Dope, man, dope, man. Yeah. Well, like
2: I said, we're we're excited to, to, to have you on.
1: Uh, listen, you and I, we actually talked on the phone a little bit. Um, since everything really has kind of gone down in in our country over the past couple weeks. Um, But, man, as a a black athlete that played in the majority white area, right, you've had a lot of eyes on you for for quite some time. In fact, I know many people still follow you. Um, With that being said, man, how are you processing both externally and internally uh, with what we're seeing right now? Talk talk to us a little bit
2: about how, how all this makes you feel. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's really interesting, man. Like, let me <clears throat> let me start by taking y'all back a little bit to my to my, my child mm-hmm. in Kansas City. You know, I grew up in Kansas City. Uh, came to faith at a really young age. I was I was raised up in the church uh, in a traditional Black Southern context. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. down in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also lived in, in kind of this humble suburb. We had more of a mix a group of people, right, and went to a primarily white school uh, through elementary school, middle school, and high school. My, my, my school is really diverse. Um, mm-hmm. But I always had this kind of duality. I think a lot of like, you know, lower middle class and middle class black folks in, in, in America kind of have this reality where they're juggling these two identities, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was that was my story coming up. So I was always my, my personal life was always in uh, more black context and then my uh education life uh w- was kind of more in in white context right and mm-hmm. so i was like i was going to this uh environment i was in the southern black context when i was going to church but then during the week i would also go to awanas i don't know if you guys have ever heard of no no Awana. <laughs> the
1: old yeah, Awana. yeah man and so
2: like it was it was it was wild to have those two different contexts in which i was learning about Jesus, learning about the scriptures, right? And on top of just living that lifestyle, right? It's kind of dual, dual type lifestyle. And so man, basketball was a huge part of my life growing up. Uh ended up playing for uh a team in Kansas City called Mocan. And we started traveling around the country here uh when I was in about sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um and so yeah basketball actually so even when I came to Iowa got that scholarship to Iowa and played basketball there, basketball keeps me in this like multicultural bubble, (laughs) you Mm -hmm, know. mm -hmm. So for like you know, 17, 18 years of my life, I was in this bubble. I played at Iowa for four years. I got a chance to play overseas uh for (laughs) six years. I played in Iceland and I played in France. Uh, Iceland for one year, France for six years or or five years. Uh played in three different regions in France, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh man, I had all all kind of teammates, you know, black teammates, African teammates, um, American, uh, Hispanic, Italian, you know, mm-hmm. Eastern European, and so like this this bubble of basketball kind of keeps you in this uh, this bubble of, di- of diversity, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like we know sports sports is known for that sports yeah. sports yeah. brings all kind of people together whether you're playing Fact. the game or if you're a fan, like that's just the way it is, and so it's really all i knew <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. uh, so even being at iowa uh you know and growing up you have your experiences dealing with uh man racism and, and and racial bias and your run-ins uh with the cops you know so i'm not without my experiences um uh, but when i retired in 2017 uh you're coming off of like a a five-year history from 2012 <clears throat> right with, with trayvon martin and that kind of stuff uh here in America. You're at 2015 with uh Eric Gardner and and all mm-hmm. those and all that right. And then now you're at uh 2016 with the election, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 2017 getting done with basketball, uh coming back to America and you know feeling like I've literally landed in, you know, with the decision to stop playing ball like I've just, you know, gave that up. Uh or we could say God took it from me, <laughs> you know, whichever, whichever way you want to put it, uh, either way, it was a blessing. So uh, I, I I land back here in America, and you can almost feel the thickness in the air of the racial tension, you know, mm-hmm. just this, just this buildup. Um, and it's not like you think about it, it's not really a buildup of the last five years from 2012 to 2017. But it was like, it, it's yeah. from from forever, right. Mm-hmm. But as we know about the racial tensions in America, they kind of they kind of ebb and flow and they kind of catch you like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, man, coming back in in 2017 and and getting that glimpse, uh, and being at a, you know, primarily white environment, primarily white, um, place like Ames, Iowa, you know, primarily white church, like Cornerstone church, uh, primarily conservative, (laughs) you know, even. Mm -hmm. And so I really wrestled then, uh, with the idea of, uh, being the only one, or like one of the only ones that was experiencing all this cultural shift, um, uh, all these different kind of things, the president's election being ran on, you know, hate and divisiveness, <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. uh, and me only being the one that's kind of experiencing life in that way, you know, yeah. and, and 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 trying to be, man, uh, strong and really just stay in those environments and 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 stay uh, joyful <laughs> in those environments, yeah. right? Uh, but man, we fast forward to, a little bit. so I get done playing in 2017. Um, so I got my master's degree in psychology when I was playing overseas, got my bachelor's degree in English, uh, from the university of Iowa. And so when I got done playing ball, the goal was to go into higher education. Um, diversity had always been on my mind. Multicultural has always been on my mind. Uh, and so I got, I did get in higher education in 2017 at Des Moines University, um, but that time, like uh, losing basketball as an identity, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, was huge, was huge for me, you know, Um, you know, I grew up in the church, grew up uh, claiming Jesus Christ. uh, And, and, you know, I I did a lot of things (laughs) in my own power, you know, for, for Jesus, um, Mm -hmm. in my life uh, to have at a young age, but 2017 losing basketball, like it was, it was, it was a way for God to show me, that even though I was clean and like I was still the savior, you know. So mm. 2017, that was kind of a a letting go of some sorts of um, an identity, right? And so uh, higher education wasn't 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 feeling that, you know. And and I felt like this this unsettledness, this this wrestling, um, and I felt this 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 call, what I believe was was from God right that um he was calling me into service for him in that in that time right and so uh that time at des moines university i was actually discerning a call for two years to go into ministry i would meet with uh ministry leaders down in des moines i would meet with ministry leaders at my own church here names iowa uh and i was seeking you know affirmation from from men i was uh reading the scriptures i was praying in a way fervently uh for god to show me to guide me right and so 2017 to 2019 note that two-year period I was discerning this call uh, 2019 uh, ended up making that jump to, to full-time ministry at, at, at Cornerstone and so mm-hmm. I've been there for a little over a year now um, and just man the, 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 the passion that God's given me to see uh, the multi-ethnic church right to, to, to see this to see this take place Um, embedded in the scriptures right the theological evidence of it embedded into the scriptures um, Mm -hmm. has been a work in progress from the beginning as I look back on um, my past you know Mm -hmm. so um, man to sort of find my to to, to find myself now in this place in ministry in the cultural moment uh, it's it's really, really tough, right? Because of what I know from like the the surge in 2012, the surge from 2015, and now here we are in in, in 2020. Um, you know, this isn't new. This this Ahmaud Arbery, this Breonna Taylor, this George Floyd thing. It, it, it's not new. You know, this this is this is America. This is this is kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, what is unique in 2020 is that there seems to be a type of heart softening, right? And we could maybe attribute that to COVID 19 and kind of what that's done uh here in our society uh we're all locked in our houses <laughs> yeah we yeah. are in front of screens and so we're mm-hmm. receiving information at a ridiculous rate and yeah. so um yeah. economy's hurting you know so people are hurting and so you know that those, those those softened hearts are receiving this information in a way that previously they may not have received it right they yeah. might have received it similar to how they received it in 2015 or 2012 but now since we're here in this kind of forced time out there's a different there's a different response and you know i've i've wrestled with i've wrestled with the response you know people always ask me you know how how do you feel about the cultural moment about what's going on about the voices you know there's for the first time, at least in my in my life, right, where there feels like there's a solidarity in the mm-hmm. call for justice. There's a solidarity uh, in in wanting to see peace and 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 wanting to repent and wanting to mm-hmm. be introspective, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. of some of yeah. these racial things that's going on in America. Uh, and so I wrestle with with how I feel. Like, am I am I angry at that? Mm-hmm you know it took this long it's 2020 y'all you know for for this to for this to be the thing oftentimes i hear man this can be a watershed moment this can be the thing that really turns america uh and where we can really make some progress you Mm -hmm. know um i'm like part of me wants to say if 2020 george floyd is the watershed moment like there's gotta be something wrong with y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If if it if, it, if yeah. it's taking this long, right? But then the other side of me wants to be uh wants to be, you know, excited, like, like, yeah, yeah, really optimistic, like yeah, yeah, this really could, this really could be it. And I'm so grateful um that your voice is here. I'm so grateful right. that you're fully present here, you know. Uh and so yeah, just just thinking about those different kind of things, it's it's a really unique it's a really unique place you know yeah. um but I, I i think i can rest kind of on that idea that yeah I, I am i am a little hopeful in the moment right and mm-hmm. the hope is that this doesn't stay in this cultural moment but mm-hmm. it goes beyond the cultural moment right so right yeah. right yeah i would i would co-sign that uh where there's this there's this level of
1: optimism while at the same time he's like yeah you know um but yeah. it's like it's like bro we have to believe that god is doing something in the midst yeah. of this
0: right yeah. um
1: yeah. you know it's having a conversation it's like man we've got so many people now speaking into it that it's like like are they hijacking you know the movement yeah and it's like it's like man i gotta be reminded of you know uh Philippians chapter one when Paul was talking he's like he's like Mm -hmm. listen like you know you've got people who trying to do this for their own gain and you know Mm -hmm. people trying to Mm -hmm. do it for you know whatever reason and Paul Mm -hmm. is like so what right Mm -hmm. like things think the gospel is going out things are happening um obviously Paul's talking about the gospel but if this is a gospel issue like we can kind of think of it the same thing it's like like all right Maybe you just posting, you know, the 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 Black Lives Matter thing on your, you know, Instagram because like that's the thing to do right now. But who's to say that you doing that yeah. isn't convincing someone else to now begin to dig in as to like, all right, what's really going on, right? Like, yeah, so that's I, I I co-sign
2: exactly what you yeah. what you just <laughs> yeah. And Derek, may, maybe you can speak into something like this, man. Uh, you've been in ministry for a while now, uh, but I was speaking to one of my brothers. That's also a ministry. You know, he's been mm-hmm. doing this thing for for a minute. And I think there's a there's a there's a crucial element that's being played into like, you know, some of some of our white brothers and sisters' voices kind of hijacking the the conversation, kind of like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my brother, he had done this interview and, and he was being asked how he feels about the other voices chiming in. Mm-hmm. And one is probably the most interesting take I've I've heard on it. He said, he said, "I'm envious." <laughs> yeah. He said, "I, like. I feel." Oh, yep. He said, "I feel envy," right? Because he mm-hmm. he says that because uh, there's an element to uh, us ministers of color, as people of color. We've been saying the same thing for mm-hmm. and it's not just that like our voices haven't gone off in the wind, but even that our voices haven't tried to be suppressed, right? Yeah. And then, so now Damn. for the for the for the roles to be. Change or for a a feeling to be provoked in our white brothers and sisters in the freedom they have mm-hmm. to speak, the freedom they feel to share. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was trying to say, like, man, I wish I could yeah. be seen as. I wish I could have been given this freedom, <laughs> you know, or yeah, been accepted all in this ago. freedom all this all this time.
0: You yeah, know? And yeah. So, man,
2: I, I I I resonate with that so much, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know that, you you probably can too. Bro, yeah, that's, that's
1: a really good, that's really good perspective. Um, I, I hear that it, it reminds me though, uh, uh, letters, letters from a Birmingham jail. Right. M L Junior wrote that and he was talking, you know, to the white moderate and he's like, like, I need you to say something like, we can't be silent. Like, I need you to like, back me up here. And it's one of these things right now where it's like, again, like, all right. So you're finally saying something. You're finally aware, like you're finally digging in.
2: Man, we have
1: to ask, like, you know, as, as followers of Jesus, we have to ask our, like, our Savior to to guard our heart from that, to yep.
2: so yep. where, again,
1: it's like, it's like, all right, like, yes, I've been saying something, I'm so exhausted
2: now, that,
1: you know, now you want to hear from this person <laughs> yeah. over here, like, I've got to ask God to, to guard my heart here, um, yep, and we've yep. got, we've got a brother on, my, on our launch team, his name is, name is Kyle, I got to shout him out. Man, he's been, he's been walking this for, for a while now. And, man, he said something um, when, you know, this stuff stuff started coming out in the news. He's like, he said, man, you need to know that I've got your back, always have your back. Um, he said, and when you need me to, I'm gonna be beside you arm in arm. He's like, but more importantly, I wanna let you know that I'm gonna go in front of you and I'm gonna take these blows. And a lot mm-hmm. of times what we're seeing even in the midst of this, these white pastors that are finally saying something, Bro, they're getting hammered right now. Yep. there's yep. like, I mean, there's a yep. lot of people. Their inbox yep. is dumb full right now. I know, and it's like, it's like, well, if you're gonna say something, know this is coming too. And that's right. Praise God. Like, let it, let it be so. Yep. Um, I do think God is doing something in in the church right now, man. And yep. um, I don't, I don't want to be pessimistic about. it. I really do want to believe that he is, he's, he's moving. We got to be hopeful, man. Gotta yeah, hopeful. man. Yeah, That's I appreciate great. you asking.
0: I appreciate you that, that your input on that, bro.
2: Yeah, for yes. real.
0: Yeah, it's it's so important. I I love what you just said. Pro- I'm processing the dynamic of huh. even how I can encourage, how I can translate that to to white colleagues, to other white pastors, to say, huh. you know, because in some ways, I, and yesterday, I mean, yesterday I talked to two white pastors. And and said, "This is what I said to them." And I'm not pretending to know how you guys feel. I just was communicating to them. When I talk to other to to black leaders, what I'm hearing is that they're weary.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like like. So so we don't even need to pretend. (laughs) Like we're weary with a with a full inbox, they've been weary for decade upon decade. Like you know, and 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 so I think that I think any any white listeners out there, I just would encourage them to say, hear what you're to hear what you're saying. Like to really even go back and listen to what you guys just said again and get a real try to get the sense of the depth of what you guys are saying because. Man, this is a long haul issue. Like we know this is like mm-hmm. I mean fifty-seven years, right, since yeah. that letter to a Bir- from a Birmingham jail. Fifty seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you think about yeah. it, and we're just now awakening to this. And I don't know if it's yeah. the disruption, yeah. like you said, Jared, that does I mean. Yeah. And so so all that to say I'm I'm prayerful and hopeful but man we've got to link arms and yeah. and, and 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 take a long journey here take a long obedience yeah. as Peterson says yeah. in the same direction and so I'm okay. I'm I'm hopeful but I, I'm 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 probably more hopeful because there are feelings I don't carry into it that you guys do uh, um but man i'm praying that we can we can cling to that hope and we'll see that change yeah, i don't want to be good. another 57 years from now and yeah. my son my 4 year old you know is 61 years old and still dealing with these now i know he's going to be dealing cuz jesus said that the love of most would grow cold and i like yeah. i get that i get that piece i'm not naive to that but i want it to be a different yeah you know, need for reconciliation. I want no us to see that. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Well, man, yeah. Well, man. think you, you mentioned you're with Cornerstone Church, Jared, and you, mm-hmm. you, and I, I even, li- I listened to y'all's first episode of the We Are Ambassadors podcast. Yeah. And yeah. we encourage our, our listeners to go subscribe and to check that. And Derek will give, or is going to give us that information here when we wrap. But
1: yeah,
0: um, man, yeah. you care about unity. And it's yeah. not just black-white unity. It's it's yeah. unity in the church. It's oneness. Yeah. It's reconciliation. Yeah, you know, talk about why that matters so much. Like, how would how would you, as a pastor, as a leader, um, and happening who also happens to be black, uh, yeah. which is more a part of who you are even than those other two identities. Yeah, you know, but how would you? how would you encourage the American church right now uh, with regard just to reconciliation period? Yeah. Right. Cause I think that, I think yeah. that's core here.
2: Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say <clears throat> we we've got to understand that unity is not only important, but it's literally at the core of God, (laughs) you know, not, not, not even just the scriptures, not even just the gospel, but God himself is unity, right? If we Mm -hmm. have a theological perspective of the Trinity, right? Uh, there's, we serve a unified God. We serve Mm a, a, uh, a three in one God, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. That has this that has this mutual glorifying effect to it, right uh, and so man out of out of his love, out of his desire for unity, out of his desire to share that unity, he creates us not to be independent beings, but to share in the unity <laughs> with him yeah. right good. Uh, uh, john John seventeen you know that's that that's kind of where I, I I get this idea from uh this unity. That Jesus prays for us in this high and priestly prayer <clears throat> for his believers of the time, right, in that in that time period, to be unified as he and the Father are one. He also prays that prayer for us, the future yeah. believers, mm-hmm. the future believers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we think about the the meta narrative, the context of all the scriptures, right, of of Israel being a nation, not a not a nation of uh by blood, right? But a but a but a nation in one under god <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um you think about the exodus and you think about the uh the the mixed multitude i mm-hmm. think they say that 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 exits out of egypt you know that that, that mm-hmm. was israelites that was egyptians mm-hmm. might have been some cushites that were around the area mm-hmm. you know might have been some, some some other nations there that kind of made that trek um and so like god god is a god of 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 unity right unified under him yeah. not unified in homogeneity uh homogeneity you know yeah. right. and so uh this manner of the scripture to to be one to come together isn't to create an enclave of affinity right people who are like you people who look like you who think like you who um, are in the same socioeconomic status, who are the same race and whatnot, right? But mm-hmm. we, we've kind of hijacked this term, uh, unity amongst amongst other terms like justice, even <laughs> you know, in our culture, uh, mm-hmm. and we've made them secular terms as opposed to keeping them as they were created, biblical, uh, yeah. biblical terms, you know. Yeah. Um, and so we even look at the Great Commandment, right, uh, that Jesus gives us to go therefore and, and and make disciples of all nations uh Mm -hmm. baptizing in the name of the father and the holy spirit uh and teaching them to to command uh to obey all the commands uh, that i've said right uh and and when you when you when you mix that with this with this idea of unity from john 17 and you get that image of all nations you know like it's it's like (laughs) it it lends itself to this multi-ethnic reality you know that Mm -hmm. we ultimately get in revelations seven right yeah. but we get also in the works of paul himself yep.
1: right Begone. we look right. at
2: the we look at the the book of ephesians we can look Begone at on it many of his other right. epistles and we can see a main theme in all these epistles is unity right mm-hmm. because why because they're 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 a diverse church it, as they should be but mm-hmm. then there's this there's this wrestle there's this wrestle of uh, the Gentile, <laughs> in these practices, they shouldn't do that. They're not keeping with the with the uh, Israel uh, uh, or the or the or the Jewish rituals, you know. Mm-hmm. But Paul comes into those areas. He writes letters and he says, "Yo, stop that. Be united. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, that's right. Mm-hmm. Come, come, come together. You know." And so I I believe in that. I believe yeah. in that. And uh, you know, I have a lot of conversations where people are saying, "Well, is that the?" Big c Church command, or is that the little c church <laughs> command mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, all of the above <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like all of all of, all of the above like if uh sorry about that, I had a phone call coming in um, <laughs> You good you good <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's all of the above like you you have to you have to desire that in our, in our, in our, in our, in our unity and unity cannot happen aside from diversity you know mm-hmm. you can you can you can almost argue that unity doesn't even exist yeah. unless there's a diversity in in some form or fashion like in in thought and uh in, in in action in service in race and economic status right if if we are to be the body of christ uh and, and, and to serve well, where to evangelize well, um, diversity has to be a key component, right? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think unity is a beautiful apologetic, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful apologetic. When you have uh, unity amongst diversity, you have an all looking world that has to ask the question amongst that diversity. Yeah. Why, yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. why, are, why are y'all together? Why are y'all here? Right, and we see in Acts, uh, in Acts that when when they saw the multi ethnic church in Antioch, mm-hmm. this is this is exactly this is True. exactly ex- exactly what happened. They said, "Yo, they were called Christians first in Antioch, right? Mm-hmm. Not because they were doing the work; they had already been doing the work. <laughs> yeah. you know? mm-hmm. um, it's because of their of of their makeup, right? They were first called Christians in in Antioch." uh because of their diversity you know the world has to ask and there's no other reason why these groups of people should be together other than the mighty mighty blood of jesus christ man that's good that's good that's good, that's good. well so and that's i feel like that
1: leads into you know why you're doing uh what you guys are doing that we are ambassadors right yeah, uh yep. so so talk to uh talk to us a little bit about that um you know what you guys are doing at that uh, we are ambassadors and with you and uh, Persia and Tracy and Carrie, uh, yeah. why are you guys so passionate uh, to to launch to launch this
2: podcast, this website? Yeah, um, man, we we just wanted to create a space, man. Like the, the ambassador is a is a is a passion project, <laughs> right? It's a it's been a passion in all of our hearts for quite some time, right? We've uh, Tracy, she's from Compton, California. Right, went mm-hmm. to school in Eugene, Oregon. Um, Persia, she's from Lubbock, Texas. Uh, went to school out there at uh, Texas Tech, right? And so um, both ministry gals, right? But, but they've been bleeding with this heart of um, the multi-ethnic church as well, right? And so it was, it was I could call it happenstance that we even came together to even be able to do something like this, right, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and carry uh, she's a she works in ministry as well. She's a graphic designer there uh, at Cornerstone Church, and she's also in our connection group. And so uh, I have the most diverse connection group at Cornerstone <laughs> in a in a you know majority white church. Yeah. And and Carrie and her husband they are they're 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 part of our group. So we have been wrestling through, you know, over this whole year. You know, we just have our group last year. We've been wrestling through this whole uh, through all these racial tensions. You know, even before um, COVID even before, you know, our cultural moment right now. And one night after group, this was probably five, six months ago now. Um, no longer than that. Like, yes, probably seven or eight months ago now, uh, one night after group, she, she stayed after her and her husband stayed after. Right. And, and she was, you know, talking with a, convicted heart you know Mm -hmm. a repentant heart you know and she was bringing up stories of you know when she was younger and conversations with her family and all this kind of stuff and seeing things that she had hadn't really seen before based on the conversations we had been having and coming to this understanding of 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 what race relations look like in america right Mm -hmm. and she and she hit this point this this broken point where she just said what can i what can I do? Like, how can I use my my gifts, my talents to uh, shed light on this on this topic? I want to give myself to this, right? Yeah. And she is a she a busy gal. She is hot commodity, right? Because she's really really good at her job. Yeah. She was like, I want to give my time to this, and mm-hmm. then so man, we we were able to start the ambassador, uh, rounded up Tracy and Persia. Uh, so over the course of some months we were figuring out okay what platforms are we going to use Do we want this thing to be a podcast or do we just want it to be a landing Some of that too on our on our website uh you know but as time went we're like yeah let's let, let's just blow this thing up right at mm-hmm. cornerstone we were planning on doing this uh race in the church class in march and uh, the lead pastor and I, we were getting our resources together, meeting up, trying to get this thing going. And COVID 19 surprised us. And with those classes, I was wanting to do a resource page anyway, right? So we do the class on Sunday night for four weeks. And the hope was to say, hey, if you want more information on this, you can go to this resource page uh, and check out some articles, some books to read, uh, some media to take a look at, uh, you know, if, if you want more information, you know and then so the the what that ended up turning out to be is that we just took that energy and transformed it into a whole uh into a whole website you know mm-hmm. and so yeah so we so we so we came together uh in that way you know and so what what, what we really want to do is create this space where we're number one educating people who haven't been in this realm before who haven't really been thinking about things uh in this way and number Mm -hmm. two to really affirm people like like you derek like 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 me (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um of of people who are who are who are wrestling with this or or people who are maybe in stages before uh or a little behind us derek who are who are saying am i crazy for Mm -hmm. thinking about this am i Mm -hmm. i'm in these spaces i'm in these primarily white spaces no one's even getting my my uh no one understands the things no one sees the world the way i'm seeing it right now you know am i crazy yeah. and so this yeah. is just a resource that kind of number one educates number two affirms <laughs> you good. know and That's hopefully good. and hopefully starts this conversation where people can enter in to those tough areas right yeah. we know we know we know reconciliation is a hard work and it doesn't happen without human interaction without human right. contact and conversation and so yeah. we want to create that space where uh, we can talk about those hard things. We can disarm some supercharged words,
1: <laughs> and we mm-hmm. can give
2: breath in the area where people are afraid to go to, but they can come to, and 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 have a conversation where where, where, where people who want to learn, who want to lead, it can ask the tough questions and do yeah. so uh, in a in a very safe place. Uh, you know but at the same time you have to communicate that safe place may not be comfortable uh, but it's mm-hmm. safe nonetheless so yeah yeah
1: that's no, good well man i i told you this you know offline and man i'll yeah. continue to tell you man i'm i'm just proud of you and, and what you're doing and uh, man yeah. it, it looks good and um i'm just excited that this will be a resource um for yeah. for multiple people uh lord willing for for years to come um and so uh, to have that out there and to, and to put it on blast man it's just we're encouraged to, to see it so keep up yeah. the good work galatians 6 9 man don't don't grow weary in the good work cool.
0: yeah for real and man are, if you're okay with it and i'm i'll it this out if you say no so it won't put you on the spot but if, <laughs> if, uh, but if you say yes i'll keep it in but if you if yeah, if you're yeah. okay with it man i think even us you know putting a few links on our site to say if you want some more resources on this we don't need to recreate the wheel Mm. you know jump over and check out what we are ambassadors has on their resource page yeah um yeah i mean it's you know there's there's some local leaders here that are trying to share resources but but man it's just healthy love that you guys are engaging in that way um you know you've lived you've lived in this you you've felt it obviously, mm-hmm. as a black man, and you've, mm-hmm. you've felt it in a white context. And, yeah. and so I think you have a lot, of, not to give you, I don't want to give you a big head or anything, but, but I think you do <laughs> have a lot yeah. of wisdom to share mm-hmm. um, and, and a unique perspective. Same thing for Derek. I, that's why I felt like it was such a God to me. It was because I've been, I've owned the URL reconciliation conversation for a long time. Mm-hmm. and like you this has been on my heart it wasn't just a oh this is a moment we like you know and and and, and so but it just felt right in this moment and this That's year right. is when god brought derek and and our friendship together and and um i think both of you just have such great wisdom to share mm-hmm. and so i want to affirm you in that and wow. and so as we as we look to wrap man um you what would you say to our listeners what would you say yeah. just a couple one or two real practical takeaways yeah even just a baby step or a next step that they could take toward reconciliation in their community yeah,
2: yeah that's good um i mean i was just having this conversation i want to i, I want to be brief here um but a lot of the conversation right now especially among my white, white brothers and sisters is like uh we have to shut up sit down and listen (laughs) Um, and I want to say like man listening is is super important but on a on a list where I want to uh you know rank these kind of things I think listening is a little bit low lower on the on the scale and and, and this is why I want to kind of walk us through this so the first thing I think a lot of people need to do when we're talking about this is uh we have to be introspective you know I think you have to start with the introspection first <clears throat> yeah. um, you can you can hear things and when you hear things um, instead of listening, go do like you go first be introspective kind of see where where your heart is Yeah. Um, look at your own personal life uh, look at some of the things in your past look at some of the things yeah. in your in your family Right. And, and and things you've grown up with, maybe things you've learned along the way, maybe some things that you felt along the way, some things you've said along the way. Right. Cause yeah. that way we can get to a point where we're not saying, hey, racial reconciliation is this thing that's out there that I gotta go fix. Like mm-hmm. it's something that 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 starts in and of myself
0: that I that's have right. to be
2: convinced about that I've maybe been a part in, you know. So good. That's uh, so good. I would I would say that introspection part is is first. And then this this kind of communicating in a way where you're where you're where you're talking about that, what you're learning, you know, and and that'll turn into like this kind of repentance act, you know, to where you're actually broken because of some of this thing. Your heart breaks for unity, your heart breaks for reconciliation, right? And then I think it's time to listen. Then it's time to listen, right? Because now you're uh, it's so difficult. To listen and actually hear a completely different per, uh, perspective, a completely different worldview, if you're not prepared to receive, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, whatever's whatever's being said. And so I think that the whole introspective, repentant heart, humbled heart, right? This kind of lends to that listening moment where it's like, now I can actually receive. And then now the people who are asking asking after the listening stage, what do I do? Instead of asking that question because you've had this introspection you had this repentance it's more or less man what am I willing to do (laughs) you know and I think when you ask when you ask that question um, now you're now you're well on your way right you're listening you're asking what am I willing to do you're introspecting it's kind of like this cycle type of deal Um, and then man I think that's when radical change can actually happen you know because because we've Man, we've already tried the listening and doing, <laughs> you know, just those yeah. things. They don't, they don't get it done. You know, shout yeah. out to my man MLK, you know. Yeah. Um, he got the legislation changed. You know, I had this conversation. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like listen, guys, the the easy things that can be done have already, already been, been done. done. They've been, <laughs> been done already. Yeah. <laughs> they've all they've sure. already they they they've already been done. Now, now it's time for um, you know, the legislation that's been changed. We've we've done that city councils have sat and talked, senators have sat and talked. We've changed a lot of different things to where uh, it's, it's perceived that the world yeah. has changed, right? But the world is only as changed as human hearts are changed, not as not because as legislation is changed. And so, man, the, the harder work now is to say, okay, the legislation says all are equal, um, but until we as individuals actually believe that uh, mm-hmm. And are informed biblically that that's true. I think that's when things will really start changing. Man, that's good.
1: That's good, so Jared. Good. Yep. Well, my brother, man, I, I appreciate you being on here with us and and sharing your your heart, what's been going yeah, on, yes. um, how the Lord brought you up to this point. Um, man, I'm I'm thankful that I get an opportunity to connect with you offline. Mm-hmm. But um, man, I I, I want to be able to give uh, our listeners an opportunity to, to to connect with you as well. I know you're on social media, Twitter, Instagram. What's what's your handle
2: on on there so that people can can follow me? Yeah, you can follow uh, me personally on Twitter at Jared under, underscore underscore Um, I'm also on Twitter with uh the ambassador at W A Ambassador. Um you can find us there. You can find us on Instagram as well. Uh you can search the ambassador if you're looking for a handle, it's we.r.ambassadors. Um, so yeah, man. Uh Reach out, come out. We have a website as well. Uh, weareambassador.com. Uh, we have an email address. weareambassador Gmail. Hit us up if you have any questions. I'd love to uh, sit down and have a conversation. If any of my local friends are listening to this, man, feel uh, feel free to hit me up. Ask for a coffee yeah. date, man. We can sit down and uh, <laughs> and chop it up. So <laughs> no doubt, no doubt.
1: Well, when we when we put the the episode out, you got to be sure to to share it so they hear it. And yeah, I'll take yeah, you up on yeah. it, my man. So well, listen, again, thank you, Jay. We, we appreciate it. And, yep. and for our listeners, uh, thank you guys for, for joining in on the Recon Convo. As always, remember, you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the Recon Convo. You can also stay connected with us through our website, reconciliationconversation.com, or feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel under No More Night Media, alongside my friend Jason Dukes. My name is Derek Delane. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you next time. Peace out.